Ahoy. Ahoy there. Sorry. Ahoy. I'm clearly running out of different ways to say hello, aren't I? If anything, I should have picked one akin to the theme of this show, which, of course, yeah. is like Halloween. You know, I don't really know what word I would have used there. Instead. Sail on the on the spooky ship, eh? Yeah, like yeah. Greetings, mortals. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. But greetings from the beyonds, my friends. Yeah, but uh, yeah, certainly not ahoy. Which you know, I don't know about you, it doesn't strike me with fear whenever I hear someone <laughs> say that. So, um, well, yeah, Halloween, Lars. Um, oh, I know, mate. Things that go bump in the night and all that, <laughs> um, <laughs> and all them things. Yeah, but um, I, well, I suppose before we get into any of that, um, there is actually quite a bit of introductory bollocks to get through, uh, it, even by our standards this time. So I was going to say, isn't isn't there always? Yeah, and I think, well, first of all, I think it's it's been a couple of months since we last recorded, hasn't it? Mm. We did the top three series, uh, and we did both of those back to back, but there was a, a delay in getting the second one out, uh, which I do apologise for. And also, when I came to edit the last one, there were some audio issues on my part, which I think was chiefly down to having the fan on and a little bit too um... close to the Jabra. So uh, I've addressed that for this time around. But for one, by not having the fan on. Um, mm. So I don't expect there to be a repeat of that. Uh, and how fitting, you know, as of course I said back at the time, that that was the last podcast to be recorded with my old laptop. Mm. Um, but. But in the end, the technical issues were actually my fault in that episode. So, <laughs> um, you know, in an annoying way, I feel like it's had the last laugh, you know, yes. um, because thankfully it has been retired now. Yes, I am delighted to be recording uh, this new episode on, on, well, not just a new laptop, but a, a very high spec, like XPS one that I got through work, similar to my own laptop, actually, uh, my work one, rather, which is Ooh. is great because I can just literally plug it into the same dock and I, like I have all the free screens and all the peripherals immediately available without having to faff around at the back of the desk, giving myself a hernia, you know, as I try and switch the cables <laughs> around as to uh, not to mention how super quick this thing is. Honestly, Luz, it, it, it this is like it's like a, a, a majestic gazelle, you know, springing across <laughs> the plains, leaving an, any predators in the shadows. Whereas, um, with the ostrich of mistrust, yes. Whereas the old laptop, in, I mean, in comparison, was more like how can I put it, uh, an injured worm. <laughs> you know, just good to no one. Um, whereas now, I, I basically, <laughs> I open the lid. Have you much experience with injured worms? <laughs> Not a tremendous amount, average, I'd say, across the nation, but. Um, yeah, now I just open the lid and oh, immediately it's like face on D, bam, unlock and away we go. Do you know what I mean? Like immediately you can start doing stuff. So, mm. uh, but in fact, I mean, I, I appear to have passed the baton on to you. With yes, yeah, it's my turn was. now. The little Tell us about it. Is, well, uh, you know, typically I've installed an update which uh, is supposed to make the bloody thing work better. And it's um, crippled the bloody thing, by the sounds of it. Uh, I, I, I still hold out hope in the future that we might be able to uh, coax some life out of the thing. But um, as for tonight, it's been fucking annoying, hasn't it, Scott? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got back and, you know, was primed, you know, for a pod. And, and then just, yeah, Loz and I over WhatsApp, just basically both berating the 
seeming update which wasn't doing anything anyway you know it's uh, unless you've got more to say on your laptop Lars, um we've spoken enough about laptops already oh yeah the the, the update is i'm uh, now sat on the corner of my bed uh, attached to my uh, bricky old pc and uh, let's hope that that does me proud <laughs> who remembers personal computers ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yeah, you know the ones oh, where, you, where you have to bend down and push a button, and then you know it won on luck and Werther's originals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, great, love it. So yes, since we last recorded, because it has been a while, I think a fair bit has been happening. Really, I've had two yeah. holidays for starters. Yeah, you lucky bastard. Um, yeah, we had a short family break to Brighton, which was lovely. Have you ever been to Brighton, Loz? Uh No, no, can't say as I have. It's not a million miles away from somewhere like Newquay, which I know, well, geographically, it is quite a few miles from Newquay. It's Cornwall to Sussex. But I, I mean, figuratively speaking, it's, um, you know, we've been there, of course, on three epic occasions. Oh, it's, it's oh we've, like... we've been to Newquay, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then, well, last week we were in Italy, which was fantastic. But mm. I, I'm not going to go too much into this stuff, but yeah. But basically, that was like one of these relentless holidays, to be honest, where you almost need a holiday to recover from it. Oh, wow. And that's exactly the case, <laughs> because, yeah, uh, yeah, I was back at work for six days, uh, the sixth being today, um, and now I'm off again for the rest of the week. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's basically like a Friday to me, even though it's actually a Monday. Uh, also, does it seem weird to you that we're recording on a Monday, Luz? Because we historically, you know, traditionally do it on a Thursday. Yeah, yeah, we it, we're breaking new grounds in many respects, but you know, you you might say it's tales of the unexpected. Halloween, uh, it all knits together like a glove. Yes, lovely jubbly. So it's it's like a it's like a Friday rather than a Monday or a Thursday, at least to me. Um, but yeah, basically, I, I just I squirrelled my annual leave away this year, and so I'm just using it up now. And um, of course, my birthday is this week, so I, I've got a few bits planned for that. Mm. But I am going to be doing a lot of chilling, Luz. I think the first part of this rest of the week will be some much-needed recuperation because not only Italy and um, and stuff like that, but yesterday uh, I did yeah. a, I did a twenty k walk for for charity with some people at work, and uh, let me tell you, I'm feeling that today. I've got predictable, you know, blisters on my feet, and um, I'm I'm chafing like I don't think I've ever chafed before. Mm. Today I've been walking like a, I'd say like a cross between sort of pingu and john wayne so walking walking like you've recently been to one of barry mars pool parties yeah i mean either like i've literally just shat myself or like i haven't <laughs> shat in 30 days so mm. my body's basically telling me for like for christ's sake enough yeah. enough. like sit down cough sit down crack a beer um <laughs> op- open a bag of rhubarb and custard drumstick squashies um, okay as yeah. is tradition well the last the last time we we convened um i did have some and i ceremonially lost bought some today so i have Ooh. got some to hand yeah so yeah basically How refreshing uh, crack, <laughs> crack a beer but i already cracked one waiting for you to sort out your technical issues but the bag of uh squashies is unopened at present so maybe i should like leave that in the background yeah yeah, lovely. A bit of uh, ASMR for everyone else. Indeed, yes. And well, let's let's do a podcast with my old pal Loz. Oh, go on then. Let's get spooky.
In fact, um, should we have done some kind of spooky take on the jingle back there, Luz? I think it would just be funny if you put in like a werewolf howl and sort of like, you know, yeah, just the exact same jingle, but with a crack of thunder <laughs> in the background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right. Well, uh, so I, I suppose I've not really got any I, I mean, I made some notes, you know, I'm not coming in completely unprepared, but yeah, um, we're not we're not completely unprofessional. Jeez. No, but uh, I, I structurally that this can this can start and sort of go anywhere, really. It's it's horror. It's Halloween. It's, you know, we're. We thought we haven't done one of these before. We've talked about horror stuff before, and we'll ensure, I guess, we don't kind of retread that ground. But there's various themes we can cover to do with this stuff, and one of them was obviously horror films. So we'll talk about those. We don't have to start with those. I don't know, but we've got that's certainly one thing we'll cover. Yeah, sure. I, I think it's probably a good place to start. All right. Well, again, uh, Loz and I have, have, we knew we were going to be talking horror today, but that's as far as it's gone, really. So I, I don't know whether you've compiled like a list of films or whether you're doing a countdown of like favourite films or, or or what. But <laughs> I just right, made well, some notes against some films, mate, so we can do it however you want to do it, really. Right. Well, um, I I got a pretty good sort of memory for a lot of particularly films as, as you may not be surprised to know so i pretty much just got a list of of films that i liked and or can remember um okay. but i, I was going to say I, I i mean obviously springs to mind because it was it was in my top 10 films i believe uh or certainly in my mentions was train to busan which I'm, i i don't i feel like we've said our pieces on some of these films so I, I think we should almost like try and avoid, as you say, retreading old ground. But yeah, Train to Busan, I think I did buy as like a refreshing sort of, you know, oh, it's Halloween time. Let's get something spooky in. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess for me personally, I just wanted to sort of like lay the groundwork and just be like, I'm uh, not really the biggest fan of like horror films, but like. I, I do think there's like been a, a glut recently of these sort of, um, you know, the nun, the conjuring and, 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 you know, all the different spin-offs of that and lots of yeah. sort of like exorcism films. And I, I just feel like a lot of them, it's a, a much of a muchness. I mean, maybe that's, I'm completely wrong and I'm, I'm prepared to be wrong, but um, you, you'll see from some of the, the films that, that I'm, I've got to, uh, to list off here that, you know, I, I, I've got a bit of everything. But one thing, I mean, recently I know you went to see the new Saw film, Scott, and I'm actually kind of curious as to, to how you felt about that, because it's, it's kind of pertinent to what I'm about to talk about. Shall we start with Saw, then? Oh, I, go on, then. Yeah, I'm, I, one of the films I've made a note of is Saw. Um, mm. So I've got, I guess you could call it a top five. We don't have to treat it like a top five, but like I just made a list of like horror films worth talking about, I felt. And sure. Out of those, there were definitely like a, a five that stood out. So, uh, and one of them wasn't sore. <laughs> so I feel yeah, fine, yeah. I feel fine starting there. Um, so now, Saw is a really intriguing franchise because there's always been this kind of strand of morality like running through it. Mm. It's not gore for the sake of it. Unlike we did briefly talk about this before, I can't remember when or why, but we've I think Hostel came up, you know, which I feel was compared to Saw, but lacked a lot of the emotional stuff behind it. Mm. Um, but I suppose keeping it on track with Saw, it's that I'd say 
I'll get to the most recent one, of course, but the because <laughs> um, I saw it literally about three days ago. Um, the, I, I do think the first few are probably the best. Uh, yeah, when, when it, I mean, it gets towards. I think it's like sort of three D, where you've got Chester Bennington like super glued to the driving seat of a car, you know, and like, <laughs> it, it, it's sort of ridiculous, but it still does have some true meaning to it. I mean that particular instance i think he was like racist in the film and, and partially the point of that was like I, I can't do jigsaw's voice but it was like you know to survive this you will need to find out that we're all the same color on the inside as he basically like has to like rip the skin off his back you know like to, wow to, and and actually end up dying anyway due to like other factors in like one of the more elaborate traps i think they've ever done that involved multiple people sorry that's a spoiler alert no by the way well no <laughs> not a spoiler alert was it it was a fucking spoiler yeah. um, but i mean yeah so it, it you know by the time it got to like saw eight or whatever that one was it, it got to that but um, yeah, so I've seen the most recent one, which is Saw X. And um, just... sorry to jump in, because they kind of did like Saw, and then they did like, well, did they do like a Jigsaw standalone film, and then yeah. Spiral from yeah, the Book of yeah. Saw, and now we're back to the Saw franchise in in title, if nothing else. Yes, and uh, this is called Saw X, which would suggest it's the tenth instalment, but I think actually, weirdly, it's the ninth. So, like, I don't know. And, and actually, you, you could call it Saw 1.5 because, um, as I gleaned, uh, it's, it's set between the first two. Mm. And um, oh, I don't know if I want to go too much into it, but what I can say is that I... Did you watched... enjoy it? Yes, um, mm-hmm. but, but I still didn't massively rate it either. Um, mm. Mark Kermode is someone whose opinion I, I hold in actually very high regard. I think of the critics, I, I really enjoy listening to what he has to say. And for the most yeah. part, his opinions chime with me, and I tend to agree with him on like a, a lot. Mm. Uh, and I think he was, I think he said that, you know, it's it's one of the better Saw films, but it's nothing like fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. It, it was uh, with a, a franchise like Saw, you know, you can go into it wanting. like one of two very different things can't you some people go purely in for like the um the gore and the getting their kicks out of like seeing the most like physically kind of horrific torturous stuff imaginable and you know let me say it does deliver on that um yeah uh, yeah there are some quite interesting things they do in this one that are pertinent to the story again without wanting to say too much there's there's cancer plays a big part in this and um, so the uh, radiation at one point is a thing, and um, oh, that's cool. Uh, and I, I, th- I think this is a, already apparent from one of the trailers that gave this away. But again, I found this quite like disturbing. Is the idea that someone had to cut out a certain amount of their brain, you know, yeah, to pass a trap? And um, I was going to say, I, d- I don't think we're going too far because I think the 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 initial setup premise is is obviously going to be covered fairly early on. So he, he's basically. Because he knows he's got the the cancer terminal diagnosis, uh, they basically offer him uh, like a a miracle cure, don't they? And then it turns out they're all fucking charlatans, and he goes to get his money back from them, and they've all like disappeared. So he tracks them all down and and puts them into his little game. Yes, essentially, yeah, that sets up the premise and the kind of and the the nature of the payback and why, you know. Mm. And so, yes, inevitably, the theme of cancer comes into that, and that that's obviously quite quite well done and quite cleverly done um mm. yeah I, 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 it was all right 
you know that that's that's how I'd put it. It was all right. It was worth a watch, but I mean, it's I've been going to the cinema a bit more lately, and and um, a film like that is always going to be quite fun at the cinema, isn't it? Let's face it. But <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's horror season, isn't it? You got to go and see a couple of uh, horrors at the cinema or whatever, and um, this was was worth doing. But um, I, I don't know whether I'll I'll remember it that well a month down the line, or be like, yeah, I need to see that again. Oh, okay. Because I say, I, I think I'd watched the same Mark Kermode review that you had, and I, I, I'd taken away from it much like you had. It's pretty much like if you're going to go and see a Saw film, this is one of the better ones to see, uh, but it's still nothing particularly sort of like awe inspiring or groundbreaking. But yeah. I, I think for me, the, the first one was so sort of like fresh when it first came out, and that there was lots of sort of like mystery and intrigue to it. And I think people had a thirst for you know, knowing the backstory a bit more. And again, it, it's something that I've sort of had with films like Halloween and Friday the 13th and, and uh, you know, um, Nightmare on Elm Street and things like that, where I, I, I found with, you know, different sort of films, but that I found myself sort of almost like glomming on a bit to the mythology and being like, oh, what happened in that film? Because then I want to know you know where the state of play was left for the next one and like you know what what had happened and who'd survived and again you know a little bit different i i think bless them some of the saw films got a bit up their own ass with um you know after the third one i think he john kramer the the jigsaw yeah. character had actually died and it was his apprentices because they weren't following true to jigsaw's teachings and other uh, so I, I have, you know, fairly faithfully followed it through. And um, yeah, definitely like with a lot of these films. I mean, memorably, I think there's a one Halloween film where uh, Michael Myers ends up in hand-to-hand combat with Buster Rhymes. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, 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 um, I mean, I'm glad I saw it for, for the sake of having seen it, but um it's not something I'm I'm going to go uh, go back to with with much um, speed, but um, yeah, I'm no, glad no, I've seen it. Before we move on, I, I didn't react enough to that. Sorry, I, if I heard that correctly, you've made my fucking year with that. I need to see yeah. that. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Buster Rhymes does like kung fu moves on uh, on <laughs> on Michael Myers, and then. Um, I think inevitably gets killed, but yeah, he's, he's, he's I swear he's just like, you ain't fucking with me. Oh my lord! <laughs> I, okay. I, I think I'm gonna have to find that on YouTube and send it to you because it is, it's, it's. Please do. It, There's always a YouTube video that gets shared, you know, at the end of one of our pods, and that let that be it this time round because I don't need to see anything else to be satisfied tonight. I mean, I've got to say, it, if if only he'd gone, woo ha, get your wall and check, and then like bitch slapped him or something, that really would have. Uh, been epic but yeah no it's, it's certainly um well just it, to, it was memorable <laughs> i guess just to to bring it back to saw before i lose my train of thought and we move on there's mm-hmm. an interesting duality with me when i watch the saw films because i do appreciate there is um there's a real story behind all of them really you know whether it's done well or not but equally there is a part of me that this the little sadist in me that just wants to see a fucking horrible trap that's really inventive and pulled off really sickeningly well you know and mm. um, with that in mind like i mean across the series as well as you can remember lots do you have any favorite like sore traps because there are there are so many inventive like downright nasty ones oh yeah um i mean again i kind of 
you, you kind of give it to um, the one. one I, I always like the fact that like uh, the in the original Saw, it turns out that like John Kramer had put himself in. He was the dead body on the floor. Yeah. And uh, the two guys had got a hacksaw and the one had got to just like hack off his ankle. And of course, inevitably, they never did it. But um, I don't know whether it's really a trap, but I always love the bit where uh, in the, I think it's the second one where he's face to face with the detective. And he's like, I assure you, detective, if you stay here, your son will be returned to you like all well and, and good sort of thing. And if he'd actually sat there. He'd have seen, you know, found out that the kid was actually in a safe like next to them, and if he'd have just yeah. stayed there, then he'd have, you know, just had his son return to him. But instead, he goes off trying to track down him or like, you know, save the day, and ends up getting locked into a game himself. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, that was like really that, cool. Yeah. yeah, there's one where like there's two people, and and they the person who tries to perpetrate their way out ends up. Uh, one of them ends up in a perfectly safe in a glass box and they just watch the other one get crushed by this uh the walls closing in on them or something i don't, I, I mean i struggle to pinpoint traps in in certain movies or even really the context of them but like the the ones mm. quickly i guess to reel off the ones that stand out in my mind <laughs> there's there's one with, with like this pendulous giant swinging blade and the guys like lay down strapped to this yeah yeah um there's there's a really interesting one with like a love triangle where the they're in a um a glass like big uh, room and it's out in the outdoors and like you know it's um on public you know people can actually come up and watch it and uh, I, Whoa. I, I yeah i can't remember more than that i i think it's one of the later ones but it's really interesting that one just a bizarre setup but again it's still got a, a you know a good level of like artistry behind it in a weird way but the, the the one for me that is like the the one that always stands out is the one where i think it's in like the third one maybe and it's the dude who's i think he's like he killed someone in a drink driving accident or something like that and yeah. um, and he's just he's got all his limbs like held in place and then one by one they start twisting oh shit yeah 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 and so like you know it starts with his right arm and then and then it just slowly twists it and twists it to the point where the bone just can't yeah gives it up and his bones are just like splintering through the skin oh yeah that yeah, that's yeah. pretty grim now ironically i was going to say one of the, the the few and you you may well have an entry in in this list of your own but there was a trap in that as much as I, you know, I get that you know they've all got like this sick sort of sense of morality to them, but there's a trap in that that I was genuinely like, oh fuck, like I, I'm almost tapping out. Do you know what I mean? Like, ah, oh. <laughs> and it's the one where it's the judge, and I think he kind of knew that there was something fucked up and just let the guy skip anyway. And he's like in a container, and he's like bolted to the floor, and then they just like blend up, uh, fucking like rotting pigs heads and it just like jets a load of like the the rotten sort of like carcass gloop down and he's like choking on it you see like maggots in the the pigs heads and stuff and i was just like oh i don't know why Uh, i i guess that tells you like something about me but i was just like i can deal with the guy getting his arms splintered but for some reason like maggots and and sort of decaying i i got real thing about mold so uh, i don't know why but that really sort of struck a chord with me and i was like oh yeah i just you know seen it go in his mouth and i was just like oh Oh, he's basically being waterboarded by liquefied pig entrails which um it's not Mm. something i particularly enjoy watching either no not my idea of a good time (laughs) so um (laughs) 
there you go. I mean, that, that's that's all from my point of view. Should we, should we move on in terms of time? I, I fucking Zoom's counting us down already. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Where do you want to go, Daddy-o? Well, I mean, we can alternate if you want. I don't know how many you've got to hand, but I've got a bunch that I can reel off very quickly. Okay, um, go for it. I mean, it's not the traditional 30 or so honourable mentions, but it's it's just <laughs> it's a bunch that I'll, I'll reel through quite quickly um, with, you know, like my kind of five in mind that I'd rather talk about in more detail. So uh, I couldn't mention horror without mentioning Nosferatu, which dates back to oh, like, yeah. The, yeah, like the, the 20s or 30s. If not even maybe earlier, I don't know. But like, do you remember we were shown this in like a GCSE theatre studies group, Blaz? I think um, part of it, yeah. It's, it's. I mean, it is a classic. It sort of paved the way. So it, it, it seems remiss not to mention it because it's, it's got this very striking and nightmarish imagery. You know, that mm. if you remember the kind of silhouette of Max Schreck, you know, coming up the staircase. Uh, he desperately needed a nail file, put it that way, <laughs> <laughs> um, and an orthodontist actually. But, but, but I mean, you know, just imagine at the time. I think it's key sometimes, with particularly with horror, to imagine how it was at the time. You know, when there was the uh, availabilities of the or capabilities of the, you know, the tech and stuff like that, and uh, what hadn't preceded it. So it was just quite revolutionary. The 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 conception of some of these things that there was less, you know, to go off that had already happened and stuff. So that's that's an obvious thing to mention. Uh, And then you know, bringing it right up to date. Um, the, one of the best recent horrors, I'd say, is Hereditary. Have you seen that? I uh, know, but I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah, I, I would say it was it was good. It, it brilliantly casted and acted, uh, and a couple of moments that really stay with you in that. I mean, I suppose this won't mean much to you, Loz, but for those who've seen Hereditary, that there's the poor girl in there. Um, I won't talk about exactly how. Well, yeah, again, it's I'm trying not to. It's a recent film, so I. I <laughs> I don't know. Spit it as used. Well, there's a there's she meets her demise uh, with a a telephone pole while hanging out yeah. in the car. But like, yeah. but it's actually to be honest with you, it's it's before that because she basically like is allergic to I think peanuts or something, and she has it has peanuts accidentally at a party. Yeah, and goes into like anaphylactic shock, and and that whole bit is horrible because it's like the idea of not being able to breathe. You know, that strikes horror into me and it's palpable in that moment that, that you really, her desperation um, is is horrendous. And that's one of the reasons I think Hereditary stands out as a good, like, recent horror. I find a lot of recent horror films very forgettable, but mm. um, Hereditary stands out as one of the better ones. And it's, you, you know, everyone goes on about it. So it's worth adding to your list, Lars, for sure. Okay. Um, Rosemary's Baby. I've I've gone jumped back again about forty years previously. <laughs> now that's another classic, very chilling and foreboding. Um, I'll, mm. I'll yeah, I'll gloss over that. I guess for the sake of time. Um, I mean, a lot of the ones I'll name will be classics. You know, The Omen. Um, yeah, again, fucking classic. Uh, and there's um... well, fun- funnily enough, there's something I want to touch upon Omen myself later, but it's it's actually the more modern remake, and I I know that would be heresy to some people, but that was the one I saw first, and the the okay. circumstances surrounding it are special. But yes, go on. Oh, cool. All right. Well, I'll I'll be very quick with the original, and then we'll we'll come back to it. Yeah. But again, you know, there's there's some very striking scenes in this. I mean, there's the whole like I haven't seen the remake, but if there's a like, it's all for you, Damien. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right, like, there is. Yeah. Yeah, that like that. That in the original, 
I, I, there are actually some very inventive deaths in that film. I, I, again, I don't know whether they've recreated it properly in the new one, but I think, bizarrely, I think Hot Fuzz took some inspiration from The <laughs> Omen with, with one particular oh, yeah. death I can think of, yeah. Um, maybe I'll just reel off one more quickly and then we'll have to take a short break and come back. But um, Pan's Labyrinth. Now, mm. this is not an out-and-out horror uh, compared to like uh, some of Del Toro's other films, but it has for me, you know, the scariest scene in any of his films that I've seen, which is that... Have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? Not all the way, I have to say. Okay, so again, I don't. You, you'll probably know what I'm on about here, but there's a scene in it uh, it's one of the challenges that um, Ophelia has to do, and it's like it's there's a banquet scene. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. With, the the hand iron monster dude. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the pale yeah. man, as I think he's known. Like if you were I'm trying to find it on YouTube, and again, right, it's just such like striking imagery because it's him sat there like dormant at the end of this table, and it's the notion of like activating him. You know, like mm. as she stupidly does by like biting into a fucking like a grape or something. You know, like the the, the idea of death as a result of lusting over an illicit grape is just amusing <laughs> yeah. to me. Or it's a cherry or something like that. I don't know. It's not important. And either way, she escapes death anyway. But there's just that scene when he wakes up and oh, it's th- that I find quite scary. I genuinely yeah. Do. Well, she she has little fairy helpers, doesn't she? And he starts eating them. I, I I think I've definitely seen that scene. I thought that was quite dramatic. Yeah, but also it's it's a very beautiful film in places. It must be said. It like I started with it. You know, it's not an out and out horror. Far from mm-hmm. it. But just oh, you know, he just got it right with with that for me. You know, with that scene, it's one of the standout kind of horrifying scenes in a film that I can remember. You know, hence me mentioning it here. Indeed. So. There you go. There's a short little, um, well, how many was that? Three or four I mentioned there. There's, I've got, I've got a few more, and then I've got like the sort of, you know, my absolute favourite horrors. So, uh, well, shall we take a short break, Lars, before we get cut off and uh, and resume and carry on with that? Yes. One? All right. Jib 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 and welcome back, uh, everyone. Um, uh, back after a, a newly enforced 10 minute break between recordings so yeah thanks for that zoom um do you reckon they're listeners of this show you know and they're just enjoying this right now and they're going to try and up it you know every episode going forwards what are we on now episode 35 mm. uh, 35 being the the ripe old age of uh both Loz and myself for now and well yes exactly because by the next episode, um, of which I will be 36 by then, of course, that's happening on Thursday, you know, they'll have upped it to 15 minutes or something. <laughs> yeah. um, to see how far they can push us before we snap on air. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we just talked about, you know, it's, it's jigsaw style, isn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe I'll pay for Zoom Professional, although I must say, I think one of the endearing qualities of the Scott and Lars show is the, the resistance to that down the, uh, over the periods of time that it's been enforced on us. Well, not enforced on us, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I think we're just two dicks talking bollocks, and why do we have to pay for that? Yeah, exactly. You know, the listeners. We don't make you that. pay for it, do we? So anyway. Put it all out for the goodness of our hearts. Yeah, and, and the irony is we're wasting more time talking about it, so... Right, I, I, I kind of want to hear your because you said you got five films that were like you wanted to mention more than any. Is that what we were already on? No, uh, so I had five 
again, you know, you can call them a top five if you like. I haven't got to those yet. Okay, okay. Uh, so I've, I guess, I, I don't know how many you've got at the ready last. Um, one, two, three. Okay, I've got like three more before the top five. So, oh, okay. <laughs> where, where are you at? Have you have you just got like a top five kind I, of thing? I've got uh, probably 20 written down, but there's, 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 as you say, there's five that stand head and shoulders above the rest. So, yeah, I'll tell you what, you finish off your list. All right, I'll finish off the non-top fives and then we'll go from yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay. so um, uh, this one, so again, it's you know, I, well, yeah, it's an honourable mention, really. It's uh, it's the ring, yes, uh, slash Ringu, because I would incorporate you know the, the original Japanese version into this. But um, the thing with this one is, I really like the idea of this film, like that you know, if you watch this video, you die in twenty four hours. You know, it's sort of a slightly cheesy idea, but if you put that aside, just buy into the whole thing, it's quite affecting to watch in a way. Yeah, and I think particularly because the the video in question is like it's so cryptic and weird and like obtuse in a way, it's it's mm. really intriguing uh, as the meaning of these things in the video are like slowly uncovered as the film um, and investigation progresses. It's 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 Vicky's favorite horror, I think, and um, we watched it not too long ago, and the one scene that stands out to me in that film, um, I'm talking about the American remake version here. Oh, the the Sarah Michelle Gellar version, as I call it. Uh no, that would be the Grudge, Lars. Um, oh, oh, I where, do apologise. Uh, whereas the Ring is Naomi Campbell. Ah, uh, yeah. Exactly, Naomi. What's you fucking moron? And um, there's a, do you? I mean, do you remember the film? Sounds yeah, like yeah I've, seen, I've I've seen both. I, I'm pretty sure I I saw uh, the American Ring in the cinema. But I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure we sent we saw both. To be honest, I and I. I didn't think of the grudge, but I mean that's got some moments in it, um, frankly. Mm. But but um, yeah, like uh, the the ring has this scene in it that um, I found like truly chilling, which is uh, it's it's on the scene on the ferry with the horse, and it's I don't know, and it just leaps it just leaps into the ocean. Yeah, I mean it's it's mm. it's this idea of something being gripped with this absolute terror like yeah to, to the point that of, of this immediate like almost suicidal intention you know that that it's that extreme um yeah like in their head you know and uh, like that idea is scary to me and uh, it's done quite well in that scene um mm. there's that's it's a really interesting concept in a way that and i can't think of too many things that have like explored that there's a black mirror which um i, I reeled off so many black mirrors didn't i when we did that in yeah. literally the last episode i believe um mm. but there's there's one interesting bit, one in black mirror it's not one of the stronger episodes but it's um it's a bit of a play on the birds the alfred hitchcock film and um that there's i've got to be trying fairly quick in explaining this it's it's the reason i've thought of it is because it's um this thing that burrows into people's heads and it goes straight to this certain part in the brain that causes like all the extreme like pain receptors and it's like oh, wow. the, and it's the most extreme pain that you know you could imagine because it's your your brain's pain receptors you know on overload and mm. and you see a few different people react to this happen to them and like just the, the way they're gripped with this like 
hysteria of obviously like unfathomable excruciating pain and like the depths they go to to try and just get rid of it immediately and more often than not that's a similar thing you know it's just like well i've got to end this you know in any way possible Um, yeah um and this going back to the ring you know it's a little bit like that in that scene and it's just done really well I mean, it's not, you know, I wouldn't look back on it as one of the top horrors of all time, but it's it's just a really interesting premise, I think. And um, Sure. Yeah, you know, it, it was worth it. Would, would you say you prefer the American version to the Japanese? Because I'm, I'm pretty certain I've watched the, the Japanese version of The Ring and The Grudge. I think I'd probably prefer Ringu, which is the Japanese version. It's just... Um, yeah. It is the original, and I, I think it, it it strikes a chord more strongly in, in the, the scenes involving, I can't remember her name, Samara, is it? Yeah. Um, you know, coming out of the TV and all the, the famous stuff that you've probably seen, even if you haven't seen the film. And, um, it's, it's Well, it's just pretty good. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's worth, yeah. Yeah, it's worth a mention because it, it, it's it's good and it, it had certain elements of it that resonated with me, you know, to the point where I thought it was worth talking about whilst we're obviously dealing mm. with scary moments in films. And, and the majority of things don't scare me, you know, at all. Uh, I can enjoy a horror even if it doesn't scare me. And most don't, and that's not any bravado coming out of me. That's just purely, I feel like I have, uh, without sounding pretentious, an intelligence in terms of, you know, if something scares me, it's because it's on a deep psychological, interesting intellectual level rather than just being a man in a mask jumping out of a cupboard, which... um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, um, That's not me having to go at Halloween, actually, because Halloween is excellent. Yeah, but some some of them are some well some of them are good some of them very much not so good but you know we can say that about many merry horror, horror franchises indeed so yeah I definitely think of uh, of the ring uh, with, with fondness you know for a lot of it in terms of the first time I saw it it had that kind of I thought yeah you know I'm watching a, a fairly decent horror here yeah very atmospheric both both versions I would say. And, and indeed the grudge, which I have clearly subconsciously sewn together in my mind. Yeah, I saw the grudge for the first time in a cinema in Florida, and boy, do they ramp it up there in terms yeah. of like the volume and stuff. So any horror that I've seen in America stands out. And um, well, there's one we'll get to later on, <laughs> which you know about already anyway. Uh, uh, I know I instantly what that is now. First saw in a <laughs> uh, Floridian cinema and... Um, yeah, boy, will I never forget that. Uh, and yeah, The Ring, you know, albeit not quite on that level, for me personally, was still one that I still remember. And um, if I watch it back now, you know, seeing that scene, it still in some ways reminds me of how I felt when I first saw it. And I thought, yeah, you know, it's a film that's done its job in a way. To, to be fair, mate, I mean, if, if not top five, it'll probably make my top ten. That's cool. But yeah, yeah. All right, so that's, that's The Ring. Where, uh, sorry, was I... Uh, plowing onwards with my other sort of honourable mentions quickly here. Yeah, yeah, and then I'll I'll, I'll do a few honours, and then uh, we'll come together for for the top five. Excellent. All right. Well, so my <laughs> next one is Paranormal Activity. Yes. And um, the thing with these is, uh, if you ask me, it, it massively depends on which one or which ones. You know, mm. the um, the the third is probably the one that actually I think delivers on the best scares and stuff, and and it's quite inventive with, without being like, how can we put a spin on it this time? You know, it's. I feel like in the third one, I mean, it's only the third out of like eight of them or whatever, but they're not they're not very gimmicky in that 
one, which is good. Um, in fact, one of the ones that one could argue is a gimmick um, is actually downright fucking genius, I think, where basically the guy installs this camera on like an oscillating fan. So it basically pans slowly back mm. and forth across two rooms like i think it's the kit well it's the kitchen and it's kind of the hallway i guess reception area and that's such a brilliant idea like when you see it and it's it like it slowly pans back and then you know it goes away and then it comes back to the one side again and you're kind of trying to work out what has changed if anything yeah Uh, and it, it really messes with your your mind in terms of what you perceive to have maybe changed that did or didn't and there are some really, really good scares in the third one, but I've got to really talk about the best, which is the original. Um, yeah, because I think the the original, like ev- everything's happening to just this one couple, and really for the most part, like the ca- uh, the camera, for example, uh, it's just set really in the bedroom for a lot of it, like the night mm. scenes, you know, and that makes it really like intimate and I don't know, more personal somehow. You know, it's in the bedroom, you know, the, everyone's supposed safe place, and. Um, Oh, God. I mean, yeah, it gets to like, you know, it slowly builds. You know, a lot of people uh, argue those films are too slow to get going and the setup is pointless. I would disagree, I think, for the most part. I think it's quite important to set the characters and they do it kind of relatively well, particularly in the first one with the couple and stuff. But yeah, you know, fast forward to about an hour plus into the film and it gets to like night 20, which is like the one where, again, you know, this film came out uh, probably at least a decade ago. Um, yeah where she gets like dragged out of the bed yeah and again i saw that in the cinema and that gave me the way they did it oh just like such chills and um and her reaction to it as well it's just yeah you know without saying too much that's that's one of the best scary moments ever in a film um Mm. night 20 and paranormal activity steven spielberg called it the scariest thing of all time uh i think i saw that uh, strap line before I saw the film, so I was immediately intrigued and uh, and I wasn't really let down when I saw it after a massive bold comment like that, you know. And that last, yeah, uh, that that says a lot for my respect for the film. Yeah, they, they, they one one of them again. I've sort of made them a package deal, but Paranormal Activity is one I'd put in my top five. I remember specifically there being a moment in the second one which me and you were watching at the time. And like you say, they play so much on the sort of the anticipation and the build up. But like, I remember that they were sort of talking in the kitchen in the middle of the day and I'd sort of let my my guard down because I was mm. like, oh, OK, yeah, everything's cool. And they just sort of, oh, yeah. So anyway, boom, and like the, the cupboard just flies open and yeah. everything just like rockets across the side of the room. And they're all just like, ah. And like it, yeah. it's not so intense what happens, but it scared the shit out of me at the time. I oh, can tell you, that is how to do a jump scare for goodness sake, isn't it? Like, yeah. In fact, really, I can struggle to think of a better, like, just proper jump scare in a film. Yeah. And I, I mean, I suppose before we move on, that like the first one, um, there's like several endings to that, and the the original mm. theatrical one, I didn't like at all, where she's rocking at the uh, side of the bed for a few hours and that I find quite disturbing, you know, and then she goes downstairs and starts screaming and stuff. But then, yeah. Uh, oh God, what's he called? Mika goes yeah. down to, to investigate. And then it, yeah, it lost it a bit for me when she just like 
carries him up the stairs, launches him at the camera, and then does this demonic little like roar into the camera. And I thought, oh, that's I don't know, that just that that to me wasn't in keeping with the the kind of the weird realism of a lot of the film. But well, I think that the point of that for me personally, because I would defend that, is that like that that's trying to show you that she's like a hundred percent possessed now and it's not her, is it? So Uh, yeah, but the thing is, she was clearly possessed beforehand. Like, because there's a bit where she's laying in bed, and suddenly she she doesn't want to move anymore. And Mika's like, "What the fuck? Like, we, you know, let's get out of here. Like, you've been talking about getting out of here." And then she's like, "Oh, I think we'll be okay now." And she says it, and there's like the way she says it. There's yeah, like, she it, there's, she's, she like becomes really lethargic all of a sudden. She's like, "Oh, I just want to sleep." Yeah, but like, but she's possessed in that moment. She she says like, I think we'll be okay now. And there's like three voices happening at once in her voice. And um, uh, oh yeah, that was chilling. And then yeah, you know, two minutes later, it's jumped to her like showing her tongue at the camera and going like, eh, you know. And then the <laughs> credits cut, and I was like, oh, I've just felt a little bit like shortchanged by that. But one of the alternate endings and you know if you're an owner of the dvd as i am you'll have seen this mm. um, is much better she basically it's it's part of the end scene so that i mentioned half of the end scene you know she she stands at the side of the bed she goes downstairs she just starts screaming and like he wakes up like what the fuck runs downstairs yeah. and clearly something happens right and then she comes upstairs like really slowly you can hear her like step by step coming up the staircase and then rather than the jump of her like launching a cadaver at the camera right <laughs> she just yeah. she just like goes and sits down at the bed and like she's got a knife in her hand and she just starts rocking and it and the camera just um, it you know it fast forwards and she sat there for about two days on end just rocking mm. and um and then like you know she's missing phone calls and stuff like that and her sister comes over or something and you can hear it in the background and she discovers like you know Mika's body downstairs and screams and then uh, and then the next thing you know the the police come round and they come up the stairs and and then she she kind of comes to but she's still in this like delirious you know slightly possessed state and because she's holding a knife the police just um shoot her dead on the spot and, yeah and i found that way more impacting and like and and real in a way yeah, that um, that is a good ending but i i i would still defend the other because you know what i'm like for endings it it worked for me or like that's all i can say hughes yeah well that's cool you know i i um yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I like those films a lot. Um, there's bits I've enjoyed in all of them. They've all got some good scares in them, and um, uh, I'll quickly move on, and then we can we can get into the real meat of it. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. Do you know what? Before I move on from paranormal activity, the, the special mention to a film called Wreck. Like, oh uh, yeah, R E R E C, as in you know, short for record, which is a like a Spanish you know found footage horror about mm. this kind of outbreak in like an apartment block. Um, which gets quarantined off, but this news crew have like somehow got in, and then they can't get out because of this quarantine. And um, that's that's really well done as well. It's, that's worth a watch if if you're into that kind of found footage. Um, yeah, I, again, I remember watching that with you at your house, and uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, and the second one, the the ending of the second one is fucking nuts. <laughs> like the, the, without going into detail. I, I remember watching Rec 2 uh, on Blu-ray with my headphones 
late at night <laughs> and it and I had to put some Frasier on after that before going to bed because I just needed something to like <laughs> back to humanity. Yeah. Um and uh, finally, in some sort of um, desperate segue, um, <laughs> this the last honourable mention that I've got here is something that is kind of a nightmarish and uh, to me almost plays out just like a nightmare as a film. Uh, and we're talking about David Lynch and the film Eraserhead, Lars. Ah, I see. And I think basically of all the Lynch films, this one stands out for me in terms of like horrific imagery because, well... There's just very few ways to describe this film. Uh, it's it's just an experience. Like I say, it is almost a nightmare in and of itself in terms of like the way scenes blend into each other and uh, without any explanation and almost impenetrable, to be honest, in terms of like what the fuck is going on, uh, as is the trademark of David Lynch, to be honest. Yeah. Disturbing is probably the perfect word for it. Uh, or um, even upsetting, I'd say at times. Like, mm. Again, I don't know if you've seen a razor head, but like the no. Okay, so again, I'm gonna. This is gonna sound ridiculous, but the the there's a family dinner scene with a with a chicken, um, <laughs> or uh, for anyone that has seen a razor head, you'll know exactly what I'm on about. Um, the scenes towards the end, particularly with the baby, and I'm not gonna go into it too much here because I almost want to intrigue you into watching it, Loz. Uh, but. Mm. When when I see those bits at the end, I I almost don't know whether to laugh or to be just utterly horrified. It's, it's somehow both, and um, also a, amazing effects for its time. Uh, a, a nod should be made to those. It's um incredible. You know, it's in black and white that film. I don't know exactly when it came out. It's definitely one of David Lynch's earlier films, but I don't know exactly how early. I'm going to guess maybe seventies, but I, I don't know. But it's just. There's nothing else like it. I would put it in the horror camp and um, I'll leave it there, you know, just to, to create a level of intrigue around it for you, Lars. Mm. <laughs> no, Red. I love a pause. I don't know who initiated that pause. But I helped it along. You definitely did. All right. So that's basically, yeah, there, there are a bunch of horror films that I think are brilliant uh, for different reasons. And um, yeah, and some of my top five have been mentioned uh, in previous episodes. So in some ways, I might have less to say about those because I don't want to like repeat myself. Mm. So I really don't know how to do this, Loz. Uh, have you got five then? Right. Yeah. W- w- genuinely, I'm going to do the five be- just because they stand out. And then because I don't think many have been named already. So we're we're gonna go like that, and then shall I um, do my five after? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Let's do it. So, um, first and foremost, obviously, Train to Busan. Like, I I thought it was refreshing. Um, I I've said my piece on Train to Busan. I I think it's it's a great film if you want um something that's not ridiculously over the top, sort of jump scares every thirty seconds. Uh, it's great. Watch it. Um, then, yeah, yep, f- agree. That was one film- of the. Um, sorry, that was one of the. Uh, oh, what did we call it? The watch list, wasn't it? That was one of the first it, ones on the watch it, list. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and I thoroughly enjoyed it too. So there you go. A Scott Andlos endorsement, which is hard to come by. I can tell you. Yeah. Yes. It is. Uh, 
another one which I, I believe we've sort of mentioned before, but really uh, had an impact on me, which is 1408. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I know you like that film too, but fuck me, like it it, it does things to me that film. Um, I really find it uncomfortable to watch, and it's so psychological. Uh, you know, there are films that have much more like brutal and intense scenes in, um, which I would rather watch. But they, I don't know why that it really gets to me. Fourteen oh eight. So, yeah, I, that that's in my top five. Absolutely. Well, that. Uh, just very quickly to chime in, if it's okay. Please. Um, what I liked about that is it's like the idea of a cynic yes. slow, slowly being brought around to the fact it's happening and like going mad. And uh, there's some really interesting things they do with that that, that film. Um, you mm. know, The Carpenters, it's only just bigger. Just bigger. You know, just, yeah. just messing with the pitch bend on that um, really sounds evil. Um, there's a bit where like, He's looking out the window at a window opposite, and it's like he's seeing himself, and he's waving, and just I remember that fucking with my head. Mm. And um, so much of it, yeah. And like uh, again, you know, this this would be a big spoiler to anyone that hasn't seen it, but I'm gonna say it. Um, yeah, do it. He thinks he's out of it. He thinks he's come out. Yeah. And and the film progresses for a fair old while until it comes crashing back that he's still in the room. And mm. um and and there's a lot of uh, anything with a personal slant is more impacting to me. And particularly I think yeah. a, parent, a parental like personal slant, even though I don't you know, I'm I'm not a parent. Um I have a parent. <laughs> I have two parents. <laughs> uh but like yeah, there's a lot to do with his daughter in that, which comes into it. And um, yeah, good, good shout, Loz. Uh, I hadn't thought of 1408, but had I, it would have been named. Mm. Yes, I, 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 uh, I knew as soon as I said it that you would, you would be like, oh yeah, because <laughs> um, that's a uh, um, Stephen King, isn't it? It is. It's I one think. of his lesser knowns, yeah. And it's, it's like Samuel L. Jackson's in that film, you know. It's a, yeah, John, John Cusack's obviously the star of it and is very good in it, but. Um, yeah, you know, Samuel L. J. Yeah, got to love it. Uh, so, yeah, 1408. Um, I wanted to talk briefly about Omen, uh, the new one. Um, I I know, you know, as I said before, some people will be screaming to the, you know, blue in the face, you know, how can you rate it above the, the classic? Um, but I, I'm afraid for me, not only was it the first one I saw, but also I remember there being something it was released on the sixth day of the sixth month 2006 and all the marketing obviously massively played up 666 like the day of the beast and we (laughs) went to watch it uh on you know on release day so we watched it on the sixth of the sixth and you know, I, I, I found it again whether it you know I, I watch it again and I don't find it as affecting I really found it it sort of like it unnerved me and I remember afterwards walking away um, down the street and seeing a light came on in like a top room flat or like in a, in, in a top room of like a, a shop uh, and it was like massively after hours and I looked up saw the light and there was nobody there and just that alone I was so unnerved anyway that I, I remember genuinely being like 
I'm not going to embarrass myself in front of my friends, but we need to leave right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, anything that gets in your head like that is uh, has done its job, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I think I have seen both, and it's a fairly faithful adaptation. And I know some people would maybe rather they did different things with it. Um, I think in having you know time gone on, I think I'm pretty certain to say it was Michael Fassbender plays the father character, which, considering he has since been Magneto, is a little bit weird. But um, at the time, he hadn't, and it didn't. You know, it wasn't odd for me then, so that's all I can say. Yeah, it did. It, it, again, th- these are why the the ones stand out for me is that genuinely I felt a level of intimidation watching them. That I was like, right, that's you know, like you say, I, I, I've seen all of the Halloween films, all of the Friday the Thirteenth, some some stuff in the um, Nightmare on Elm Street. It was genuinely sort of a bit like, oh, that's quite nasty, but that real sense of supernatural foreboding and mm. the feeling that you were genuinely like witnessing evil um yeah, yeah uh spooky shit i've got i got um genuinely i got chills thinking about it now uh, the way i felt about that film at the time so um yeah the the omen definitely and like i went into a bit of a spiral with the omen because I started researching it and found out about all the coincidences around the original film and the people that would were killed and the ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go into it now. I think we've mentioned it before, but the, the ridiculous level of, you know, freak occurrences, let's say that are so ridiculously eerie. Look into it. That's all I can say. If you're, if you're yeah. interested by that comment, look into it because there's a whole documentary at least that I've seen about it and it it's freaky <laughs> yeah and I, I'm I'm kind of ambivalent about remakes particularly of like horror films for some reason I don't know why because there is a part of me that thinks well like you know why can't people just watch the original why can't the original get a second wind and be shown again um, you know so almost whether a, a remake is like truly faithful to the original or puts its own spin on it it's kind of irrelevant to me because i'm sort of not i'm I'm just watching it with like this this filter almost over how i'm gonna feel about it anyway so mm. um you know i'm there's plenty of films that have been remade and i've been glad they have been but i can't think of one where i've almost preferred it to the original uh, but... well i mean not not to piss on your chips almost but like i think it's so relevant to mention it now but like I remember specifically you obviously prompting me to watch The Thing and then being like, whatever you do, don't watch the modern version. It's fucking horseshit. And I, I, from what I can tell from you know other people's opinions and, and outside opinion, I think that's, that's pretty fair. But um, at the same time, I remember you and I having a conversation with me just like, you need to remember that this was released at a certain time and like therefore you you have to like read the graphics like they or, or the the special effects like they happened then and that's definitely a difference between the two of us is i find it much more difficult to watch a film going wow this was sort of groundbreaking in 1968 or you know whenever <laughs> yeah, yeah. i i guess you know once again we're two we're two different individuals and i think that's why our opinions are always interesting to to compare and contrast but 
Um, I'm never, ever going to say that the modern version is always going to be best. And I'm certainly not going to subscribe to the old version is always best. But um, it's all subjective, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, um, well, I might talk about the thing in a yeah. bit. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you will, mate. You will. You, you, well, what, what else have you got for us, Sunshine? Uh, well, despite the fact that I wouldn't necessarily have called it a straight up horror, I think Silence of the Lambs. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it came up in a because I, I basically googled earlier, sort of like the 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 best horror films of all time, and and skipped through a a, a list of two hundred greatest horror films, and it <laughs> cropped up in there, and I was just like, right, okay. And I was also watching a video that was the top fifty horror films of all time, and it appeared in there. So I think that's. Uh, worth a oh, go God, yeah yeah it's, it's got to be in the pantheon of horrors uh, like yeah seven as well you know things like that yes absolutely yeah, yeah seven's another one on my list oh sorry. um it, it, i wouldn't have said that was in the top five although it's a very very good film because i'm trying to keep it more purely horror but yeah. um there's definitely something to be said for both being quite intimidating to be to be fair uh, certainly at points um well, but yeah. for, for, for me, one that I really want to highlight is uh, Psycho. Which actually, I, I yeah. have seen the, the original, and I would probably say that, that that's one where I've, I've probably found the original slightly more unsettling, just because it's it almost seemed like a more innocent time. So the fact that something like that was happening... You know, it seemed like a time capsule, and I—I I don't know. It, it seemed to uh, disarm me even more. So the original Psycho is in my top five. Yeah, all of Hitchcock's films, of course, are—I guess—you know—quite dated now, um, but all follow this trend, which, of course, was just his way of thinking and his approach to filmmaking, which I massively respect uh, mm. and appreciate. Yeah, when I went to Florida uh, many years ago in uh, Universal, they had this, like, ode to Hitchcock and his films in this, like, walkthrough experience type of things, and, and obviously uh, Psycho and, like, and The Birds is another classic, and all of his films have this trademark kind of suspense to them. I mean, like, uh, Rear Window, you know, is it one yeah. that the Simpsons comically sort of parody, but actually, yeah, yeah. when you watch the original film, it's for, it's chilling, really. And like Vertigo is frequently called one of the best films ever made. I'm not going to disagree mm. with that. That's my favorite Hitchcock film, I think. But sorry, I'm uh, I'm deviating. Yeah, Psycho, brilliant. Yeah, it deserves to be like in the canon of you know, classic, brilliant, proper horrors. And and for me, going back to a more recent one. Uh, I, I've got to talk about Get Out because again, oh yeah, uh, that that's one that sort of like caught me off guard. I remember hearing that it was good, but um, all of a sudden I was just like, oh okay, this is creepy, and I don't know what's going on. And all of a sudden, oh shit! And you know that that once he realised that basically like he was completely helpless in that moment, all of a sudden it became incredibly intense for me i was like oh okay shit like this is good um i must admit i haven't watched a lot of the other jordan peele films but yeah, again have, have, have heard good things but have heard like less good things than i heard about get out but yeah definitely as a as a almost like a modern instant classic yeah. i i don't feel that that's too strong to say no i um i i, I keep talking about like florida don't i with films and mm. um, uh, Get Out, I saw on a flight to Florida, or, or from Florida, one of the two. And um, it's hard. Uh, this is, I mean, a, a good way to emphasize how gripping the film was, because there's 
in terms of like settings for watching a film where you're going to really be able to get into the film and have little in the way of yeah. distractions. A fucking flight is like mm. one of the worst, you know? Um, I was just but, thinking that. Maybe not ideal use. But yeah, yeah. But, but like Get Out, I was totally engrossed in that from start to end. Uh, and, mm. the, and the scene where uh, she sits him down and she does the clinking of the spoon against the glass yeah. and, and she kind of hypnotizes him. And like I almost felt hypnotized watching that. Um, she's like running the spoon around the perimeter of the glass and making that repetitive noise and it's got a lot to do with what I think probably actually happens in hypnotism and um, mm. and, and I found that quite sort of spellbinding and uh, and of course his famous face that you've probably seen on the um, oh yeah yeah the, the the posters for the film is that moment I think isn't it um, yeah absolutely uh, yeah yeah superb film yeah um, so I would have said paranormal activity 1408, Omen, uh, The Ring, I would have probably said, Psycho, uh, I've already broken my own system with Get Out. So, okay, <laughs> you know, that, and that's leaving out, I mean, already looking at The Shining going, how is that not in the top five? But I'll cover here that we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, well, there's been more crossover than I thought, actually, in this like, sort of top, I don't know, an unofficial kind of top ten-ish. Uh, mm. So, uh, I'm just again, unfortunately, looking at the Zoom time here. Maybe, oh yeah, we'll take another short break here and come back, and then I've got like a sort of top five. We sure, sure. Yep, yeah, let's cut it there. Chip, chip, chip. <laughs>